64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. And today, we look at Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking, by Malcolm Gladwell. In this video, we discover a critical part of rapid cognition, known as thin slicing. We also take a look at the four horsemen, defensiveness, stonewalling, criticism, and contempt. We rediscover how we continuously use these forms of rapid cognition, the judgments we make and the impressions we form of other people. We look at what really lies of the root, at the root of countless arguments, disagreements, misunderstandings, and even hurt feelings. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools. I have a news that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management. We have some experiences. We think them through. We develop a theory, and then finally we put two and two together. That's the way learning works. Our brain uses two very different strategies to make sense of the situation. The first is the one we're most familiar with. It is the conscious strategy. We think about what we have learned, and eventually we come up with an answer. This strategy is logical, and it is definitive. It is slow, and it needs a lot of information. There is a second strategy, though. It operates a lot more quickly. It has the drawback, however, that it operates, at least at first, entirely below the surface of consciousness. It sends its messages through weirdly indirect channels, such as the sweat glands in the palms of our hands. It is a system in which our brain reaches conclusions without immediately telling us that it is reaching conclusions. Part of the brain does a series of instant calculations. And before any kind of conclusion has taken place, we feel something. The part of our brain that leaps to conclusions like this is called the adaptive unconscious. Can that kind of mysterious reaction be controlled? The truth is, 
that it can. Just as we can teach ourselves to think logically and deliberately, we can also teach ourselves to make better snap judgments. The power of knowing in that first two seconds is not a gift given magically to a fortunate few. It is an ability that we can all cultivate for ourselves. A critical part of rapid cognition is known as thin slicing. Thin slicing refers to the ability of our unconscious to find patterns in situations and behavior based on very narrow slices of experience. Thin slicing is part of what makes the unconscious so dazzling, but it is also what we find most problematic about rapid cognition. How is it possible to gather the necessary information for a sophisticated judgment in such a short time? We actually can find out much of what we need to know just by focusing on the four horsemen. Defensiveness, stonewalling, criticism, and contempt. Even within the four horsemen, in fact, there is one emotion that is considered the most important of all. Contempt. You would think that criticism would be the worst. Because criticism is a global condemnation of a person's character, yet contempt is qualitatively different from criticism. Thin slicing is not an exotic gift. It is a central part of what it means to be human. We thin slice whenever we meet a new person or have to make sense of something quickly or encounter a novel situation. We thin slice because we have to. And we come to rely on that ability because there are lots of hidden fists out there, lots of situations where careful attention to detail of a very thin slice even for no more than a second or two, can tell us an awful lot. Even when you can provide pages and pages of documentation supporting your conclusions, I think that approach is a mistake. And if we are to learn to improve the quality of the decisions we make, we need to accept the mysterious nature of our snap judgments. We need to respect the fact that it is possible to know without knowing why we know, and accept that sometimes we are better off that way. People don't know what they have done. They just do not know it. Their explanations are just random noise. This might suggest that what we think of as free will is largely an illusion. Much of the time, we're simply operating on automatic pilot, and the way we think and act, and how well we think and act in the spur of the moment, are a lot, are a lot more susceptible to outside influences than we realize. But there's also, I think, a significant advantage to how secretly the unconscious does its work. We have as human beings a storytelling problem. 
we are a bit too quick to come up with explanations for things we don't really have an explanation for. We learn by example and by direct experience because there are real limits to the adequacy of verbal instruction. People are ignorant of the things that affect their actions, yet they rarely feel ignorant. We need to accept our ignorance and say, I do not know more often. Perhaps the most common and the most important forms of rapid cognition are the judgments we make and the impressions we form of other people every waking minute that we are in the presence of someone. We come up with a constant stream of predictions and inferences about what the person is thinking and feeling. If you were to approach a one-year-old child who sits playing on the floor and do something a little bit puzzling, such as cupping your hands over hers, the child will immediately look up into your eyes. Why? Because what you have done requires explanation. And the child knows that he or she can find an answer on your face. This practice of inferring motivations and intentions of others is classic thin slicing. It is picking up on subtle fleeting cues in order to read someone's mind. And there's almost no other impulse so basic and so automatic, and at which most of the time we so effortlessly excel. Mind reading failures happen to all of us. They lie at the root of countless arguments, disagreements, misunderstandings, and hurt feelings. And yet, because these failures are so instantaneous and so mysterious, we don't really know how to understand them. We experience an emotion, and then we may or may not express that emotion on our face. We think of the face as the residue of emotion. What huge amounts of research show, though, is that the process works in the opposite direction as well. Emotion can also start on the face. The face is not a secondary billboard for our internal feelings. It is an equal partner in the emotional process. What happens when the stress response is taken to an extreme? Science now argues that the optimal state of arousal, the range in which stress improves performance, is when a heart rate is between 115 and 145 beats per minute. Very few people play in that optimal range. Very, most of us, under pressure, get too aroused, and under a certain point, our bodies begin shutting down so many sources of information that we become, start to become useless. After 145, Grossman says, bad things begin to happen. Complex motor skills start to break down. Doing something with one hand and not the other 
becomes very difficult at 175. We begin to see an absolute breakdown of cognitive process. The forebrain shuts down. And the midbrain, the part of your brain that is the same as your dog's, all mammals have that part of the brain, reaches up and hijacks the forebrain. Have you ever tried to have a discussion with an angry or frightened human being? You can't do it. You might as well try to argue with your dog. Vision becomes even more restricted. Behavior becomes inappropriately aggressive. People who are being fired upon void their bowels. Because if the heightened level of threat represented by the heart rate of 175 beats per minute and above, the body considers that kind of physiological control a non-essential activity. Blood is withdrawn from our outer muscle layer and concentrated in core muscle mass. The evolutionary point of that is to make the muscles as hard as possible, to turn them into a kind of armor so that they limit bleeding in the event of injury. But that does leave us clumsy and helpless. What is the lesson of Blink? Understanding the true nature of instinctive decisions. Decision-making requires us to be forgiving of those people trapped in circumstances where good judgment is impaired. There's another lesson, and it is the most important lesson of all. We live in a world saturated with information. We have virtually unlimited of data at our fingertips and at all times. And we are well-versed in the arguments about the dangers of not, of not knowing enough and not doing our homework. And, and what we now all have sensed in one way or another is an enormous frustration with the unexpected cost of knowing too much, of being inundated with information. We have come to confuse information with understanding. People are overwhelmed with information. They do not see the forest for the trees. The key to good decision-making is not knowledge, it is understanding. We are swimming in the former. We are desperately lacking in the latter. When should we trust our instincts and when should we consciously think things through? Well, here's a partial answer. On straightforward choices, deliberate analysis is best. When questions, questions of analysis and personal choice start to get complicated when we have to juggle many different variants, then our unconscious process may be superior. Now, I realize this, this is exactly contrary to conventional wisdom. We typically regard our snap judgments as best on immediate, trivial questions. It seems that the father of unconscious, Freud, agreed when making a decision of minor importance. 
I've always found it advantageous to consider all the pros and all the cons. In vital matters, however, such as the choice of a mate or a profession, the decision should come from the unconscious, from somewhere within ourselves. It is important decisions of personal life should be governed, I think, by the deep inner needs of our nature. The truth is that this is not a question that I, or anyone else for that matter, can answer definitively. It is just too complicated. The best way we can do, I think, is to try to puzzle out the right mix of conscious and unconscious analysis on a case-by-case -case basis. The very best and most successful basketball teams, like the best and most successful organizations of any kind, are the ones that understand how to combine rational analysis with instinctive judgment. Once we know about how the mind works and about the strengths and weaknesses of human judgment, it is our responsibility to act. And there you have it. Blink. The power of thinking without thinking. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel. Stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read. Never stop learning. Especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.